welcome back everybody to finding my perfect awkward and this week is somebody brand spanking new to my channel it is nina blanco how are you hi i am good uh kira it's really good to meet you uh we had like a mutual friend kind of reach out and connect us and i was like "Ooh, another female in radio like yes please let's be friends i would love to do your podcast <laughs> <laughs> same yeah marie the radio fam uh, linked us and I've been following you on social media uh, just because I, I think you're great and uh, I love your vibe I love your attitude um, and your energy is so like is so energetic is so <laughs> contagious it's so a lot like, it's a lot sometimes but it's awesome <laughs> but it's great and it's contagious and I was like I have to meet this girl Oh, so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Okay. So tell me a little bit about you. So right now you're on the beach, right? Yes. On the beach uh, from radio uh, for a couple of months now, which is like the first time I've had to experience that in my, oh gosh, 13, 14 years of radio. Oh, wow. Um so that's uh, been fun, but you know, navigating those waters as well as uh, I'm living in Denver, Colorado with my fiance. We're trying to plan a wedding. Um, and yeah, we got some uh, fur babies and we're just uh, living the sweet life up here in, in Denver and just kind of trying to enjoy it as much as possible. Nice. When is that wedding? Uh, it's going to be August of next year. Wow, a summer wedding. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I feel a little dumb picking that date now because I'm like, well, the weather in Colorado is really unpredictable in August. So, you know, outdoor wedding, it's just one of the many things that I got to deal with. Whoopsies. But <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> True. But like our, I've, I mean, I've only been to Colorado once, but the winters are brutal too, no? Like you have all the snow and you have, you really don't know what's going to go on with the temperatures. Sure. We'll just pretend it's really brutal. That's what all the Colorado natives want us to tell everyone that it's real uh, brutal. And it's real terrible. Just don't even come here. Um, <laughs> when in reality, you just don't want to deal with outside people. <laughs> Let me just stay in my right. little, like my little circle and pretend right. like this is no. all too much. It's so funny because when I first moved to Colorado, I'm not from here. I'm originally from the Chicagoland area and I've kind of bounced around with radio a little bit and found myself in Denver with my now fiance. Um, but when I first came here, I was like, man, what kind of things are we going to have to deal with? And being from like the Chicagoland area, like I've dealt with pretty rough winters, you know, lots of snow and just like the bitter, bitter cold. So I was like, well, you know, I can just go back to my roots. I got this. It'll be fine. And I come to Colorado and my first winter comes around and like, yeah, we usually get the first snow in October, but whenever it snows, the next it's gone the next day. Everything is gone the next day, at least in Denver, in Denver, for sure. When you're like up in Breckenridge and like the high country, like the mountain mountain towns. Yes, the winters are pretty brutal and it's like a way different life up there. But down here in Denver, it's like sunny and really nice and really pretty <laughs> and the snow is gone like for the most part the next day um and it, it's it's truly weird their snowplow situation coming from chicago snowplows salts like they got it handled here in denver like the snowplows they do their job on the highways and stuff like that the major mm -hmm. highways but they like don't go on any side streets none um in oh. alleyways and stuff like 
that. So you're like, yeah, exactly. Like, how do you navigate driving? What, how, how do we do this? And it's because the sun, I don't know, being a mile higher in the sky, like the sun intensity, <laughs> it literally melts the snow. It melts the snow and they just let the sun do the job. It's the weirdest thing I am telling you. But I found that out once I moved here and I was like, wow, the things no one tells you about Colorado. <laughs> Well, yeah, because we only hear, I mean, obviously, like, I, like I said, I've only been once and I honestly think I didn't leave the airport, but I, <laughs> that's what I hear. Everybody, you know, probably yeah. for the same reason. Nobody wants to tell us the truth of it because then we'd all be right. there. If it's beautiful and sunny <laughs> in the winter, when we all think it's like right. brutal snow, then we'd all be there. So. I, I, I got to tell you, though, I, I do. I truly love it out here. It's really a lot of fun and it's beautiful. And like, who doesn't love looking at mountains all the time? So <laughs> I loved it. True. Yeah. So how did you how did you get out there? So let, let's actually let's start with how did you get into radio? Uh, go go back a little bit. And then uh, what did you start out as? What's your story? <laughs> and then how did you end up in Colorado? Okay, so um, my story is a lot like I feel like a lot of radio people, how they first got in um, with an internship. I was like fresh out of high school, just looking for a job. I was like working at restaurants and stuff and uh, getting ready to go into like my community college in town. And my mom is like, well, you should start applying for like professional jobs. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, I always wanted you to be the weather girl on TV. (laughs) She's like, why don't you go apply for all these Chicago news stations and radio stations? And I'm like, girl, you are crazy. I just graduated high school. Like, what are you even talking about? I don't even know that I want to get into broadcasting necessarily. But she was like kind of pushing me towards it. And I was like, okay, okay, we'll give it a try. And she like made me create my first resume, write a cover letter, the whole thing, and apply to all these news stations and radio stations. And there was a local station um, in town, Star 105.5, and I had applied there because they were hiring a promotions assistant. And I applied for it, got a call back, but only for them to tell me, sorry, we filled the position, but we are looking for interns. And so I was like, Okay, so I interned and then I didn't stop interning for them for two years to the point where my guidance counselor was like, Nina, you cannot get any more school credit to intern for them. So I'm sorry, you can't do it anymore. And uh, then that resulted in my first part time job with Star 105.5 up in McHenry County, Illinois. And uh, yeah, I just kind of started there. Yeah, it started in promotions, but I was not on air and I was actually a really shy kid, like definitely had not come out of my shell yet, Um, but just did promotions um, for a really long time. And finally, there was like this very small Saturday shift that was kind of open and I had expressed interest like I just want to see how it works or maybe I can do something in a commercial, but like live radio, no way. And so this opportunity came up and. I basically twice an hour got on the microphone. I read from a piece of paper. It was like dinner and a movie kind of vibe. And we were like selling dinner and a movie for $25. You get two movie tickets and a $50 gift certificate to like the restaurant of the week. Okay. Like sweet deal. But it was just, I was on a piece of paper and I read it word for word. I was shaking. I was sweating. And I did that. And 
that was like my first on-air live experience. And then from <laughs> there, I was like, cool, I want to do this, but still really shy and not sure what I was doing. And then I was mm-hmm. going down to school in Southern Illinois and I went to SIUC in Carbondale and I applied for a radio station out there, like the only radio station that was there. And um, they liked the fact that, you know, I'm I was just like super young and very interested and had some background in promotions as well as like my on air. I totally lied to my resume saying like, oh, yeah, I know how to run a board. <laughs> um, yeah, I had weekend shifts. I was on Saturday nights, but it was like my one little paper reading. <laughs> But I got a job. And so from there, that turned into my first full-time job doing nights in Carbondale. And then from there, I was like, I got to get out of Carbondale. And I uh, applied in St. Louis, Missouri. And I worked in St. Louis, Missouri for a couple of years. And that was really awesome. I have nothing but amazing things to say about everything St. Louis. Um, and then my boyfriend, he was like, Hey, I have a job opportunity in Denver. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I need to like break up with you right now or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. It was kind of one of those things where I was like, I don't want to break up with you. We were already long distance. He was living in Chicago. I was living in St. Louis, but it was close enough where we can make it work. And now him moving to Denver, I'm like, I'm here in St. Louis. I really like my job and I don't know. But then my morning show partner in St. Louis was let go. And so I was moved from doing mornings to nights again, which was cool. I was just really grateful that they kept me on and and continued to give me a job. But I was like, I really want to do mornings. This isn't quite what I want to do. Like I've been here a couple of years. Maybe it is time for me to move on. I'm like, well, Denver's cool. So maybe I will start applying in Denver. And then uh, we just made the move. We moved together to Denver and um, I started applying. I actually moved here without a job. (laughs) I started applying and uh, eventually got a gig. And that led me into some other really cool opportunities here in Denver. And uh, I've been here for three, almost four years now. So it's been really it's just been a lot of bopping around and doing the radio thing so that's awesome no that's awesome so I uh I haven't been I've been in radio for about a little over three years like it was just three years the beginning of November wow that's awesome congratulations I mean every year like should be a celebration so good for you that's awesome I remember the exact day Nina like it's I do too your Facebook memories pop up it yes. always pops up face. So I, I have the exact day. I don't have it off the top of my head. I think it's like October 13th or something that I started my first day in promotions. Something like that in October. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so oh, it's so cool. It's, I don't know. It's just like to know well, and it's a little bit weird though, because I was hired at the end of October, but like my first day wasn't until the beginning of November. So I only count the one beginning of November because I was like well I'm not doing anything yet right unless like you get day one in then I think you can count it (laughs) right day one is day one like that's the one that counts yes yes no but we uh we we were a little bit similar in the fact that uh promotions was kind was our stepping stone and yeah uh I didn't intern I actually uh randomly 
I, I put out, I was in one of those things where I was in college and I needed a job and I put out like 20, 30 applications to anywhere I found. It was really? one of those things. Yeah. yeah. And then I got a street teaming gig a year after I applied. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. A year after and they still like reached out to you and had all your info. Yep. A year later, I look, and the only reason why I know that is besides, you know, going through the timeline in my head is that <laughs> I was sitting in the interview and my resume was a year old. My resume on the, on her desk was yeah. one from a year ago. Yeah. Like that's, that's not, that's really not recent. Wow. But I'm actually impressed at the promotions department for keeping your resume for them. <laughs> they did. I think they were on a hiring freeze for a little bit when they, because they put that out, you know, but I think they had to put that out and then they were actually on a hiring freeze. Okay. And then, and then as soon as the hiring freeze stopped about a month or two before I started, then they were able to start hiring people again. But it was crazy to me because I'm in this interview and I'm looking at, looking at the resume and I'm like wow that was a year ago (laughs) that's crazy okay but again same here I'm (laughs) very impressed at least with the fact that they still had it on file and that they like knew who I was and I kind of just went in and they were like yeah so this is what you'll be doing and see you next week like you're like crazy okay I guess I work for a radio station now. Yeah, that like <laughs> it was so random to me, right? But I mean, everything happens for a reason. And then I've never looked back. I haven't really worked anything else except for, uh, I mean, except for like being unemployed during the pandemic. But that's a whole different world. <laughs> uh, well, that is yeah. so cool. That is really cool that we have that shared experience. And I feel like a lot of yeah. people have had that experience, you know, doing street team stuff and um, working in promotions and interning at your local radio station for college credit and stuff like that. So I feel like, yeah, you know, start from the bottom and you work your way up. And I just think it's really cool. Exactly. And it's so, it's a good way to network. Like if you, no matter how you get your foot in the door, if you're an intern, if you're a street teamer, if you're a board op, you're networking, you're getting to know everybody, especially as a street teamer, because you're working, if they have five, six, seven different stations, you're hopping around, going to each one, meeting all of the talent, meeting all of the producers, meeting everybody. And then eventually, you know, you could be on a station, you could board up, or you could be a producer, you could be on air for one of the stations. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you said, work your way up. So it's just, it's so cool. And yeah, exactly. Us having that. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that is that that's the way to interning or street teaming or no matter how random might seem to us, you know, at the time, that's, that's the kind of stereotypical way to get involved. Yeah, Um, to get your foot in the door. Exactly. Also, um, my family is from, well, as far as like, I remember my family's from Oak Lawn. Oh, okay. Very nice. Um, Yeah. yeah, I am Northwest of Chicago. So like, out there but um but yeah no that's super cool that's awesome so you're have you been to the chicagoland area to visit family a lot oh when i was a kid um up until i was about 10 i was there all the time (laughs) uh just because it was easier and you know i was little so it was easy just to hop you know on a plane 12 times a year sure um (laughs) but now i go for holidays like you know yeah 
for sure. But I love it there. It's so nice. And I mean, it's beautiful. For a while, I wanted to go out there and live out there. Um, now I don't know. No. <laughs> but like, now I don't know. I mean, it's still beautiful and my family's there. Um, but like slowly, they're all migrating west. They're all kind of just picking up and moving to Vegas or moving to California or moving, you know, so I'm kind of like always cool for like a little while and then taxes get you and just like all the other (laughs) stuff. And you're like, why do I live here? (laughs) Yeah. So I've heard that's the major thing I've heard that and the weather, especially the last few years, the weather has been extra brutal. So they're kind of like, you know what? I'm over it. I'm going to the heat. I'm going to the anti-humidity. With less hum- I was just going to say the heat with less humidity because it still gets real hot there too. <laughs> yeah. But you know what though? A lot of people, okay, so not a lot of people knock us for saying this, but when you move to somewhere like Vegas or, uh, you know, all of Arizona, it's uh-huh. very, very hot, but it's also very, very dry. Yeah. And I've, I've, not lived in the ex- like extreme humidity, but I've been in the extreme humidity where I'm like, okay, like I feel like I'm sweating when I'm actually not. And that's annoying. And I wouldn't want to do that every single day. It's a lot. But, but here, the dryness, there's like, you get sick all the time because your throat dries up. You get nosebleeds, you get sinus issues. Yeah. And that's annoying too. So, I mean, pros and cons. Like, Right, what, for what, sure. What can you tolerate more? Uh, I will say the first time I ever experienced dry heat, I mean, it's a, a different story in Nevada and in Arizona, but Colorado also has the dry heat as well. And I didn't realize that the first time I had ever visited uh, Denver was in like a summer month, June, July, and it was like 85 degrees outside. I went outside. It was before like other friends came into town or whatever. And um, I went outside and I'm like, I should be sweating right now. And this is me coming from like. <laughs> St. Louis at the time, but still the Midwest where the humidity is crazy. And the first time I ever experienced it, I was like, what magical land am I in where I'm not just (laughs) drenched in sweat right now? Because Illinois, St. Louis, the Midwest, love it. I'm from there. I will always have love for it in my heart, but y'all just don't know how good it is in other places. (laughs) It's crazy. I was like 25 years old to realize that I didn't have crappy hair. It was just frizzy from all the humidity (laughs) all the time. Bad, bad. But now I don't have to do anything to it. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? I think, yeah, I don't think we know what we don't have, obviously, right? But I like when I go to someplace humid, like I went to Tennessee a few years back. And I thought the opposite of my hair. I was like, ooh, like it's like moisturizing. It's shiny. It feels healthy. Like I don't like it's a little frizzy, but it just adds volume more so than like, like, okay. Right, just a little bit of product and you're good because you can tame that frizz, right? Right. And it's just so nice. But I, I totally, I can't, I would not be able to do the drenched in sweat every single time I walk out my door. It's that I totally, I totally understand. (laughs) I could not do that. I remember as a teenager (laughs) watching an episode of MTV's True Life. And it was about this girl and she had a, I forget what it's called, but she had a sweating disorder. And I remember like 
watching this show and I was like, I have that. But no, I just lived in the Midwest. No. Oh my God. <laughs> you really, oh no. If I so. Really I had a sweating, which no, no problem. You know, it happens. And thankfully you can, you know, do things to help that. But I legitimately thought I had the same sweating disorder as this girl on MTV True Life because I lived in the Midwest and you walk outside and you're just sweating. Oh my gosh. If so, then there's a lot of issues from the Midwest <laughs> over. Like they they need help if that's the case. True that. Yes. Wow. That's so funny. <laughs> no, okay. Speaking of true life, um uh-huh. so obviously true life isn't on the air anymore because uh MTV and uh E are not what they used to be. Oh, no, MTV yeah. is now just ridiculousness, and it's annoying that it's only ridiculousness 24-8. It's pretty crazy. It's, it's show's been still on. Yeah, I mean, it was cool for a second, and then it wasn't. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. we need, even if we don't have music back, let's at least, you know, bring back the good TV shows like True oh. Life. But True Life, <laughs> I came across a YouTube video of the episode where she was obsessed with eating nail files. Ooh, like the, what are they called? Emery boards? Yes. Oh. Yes. She would like take it. Um, It's kind of like when you scrape off with your teeth. It's like when you scrape off the candy. Oh, she did that to the thing? She did that to the to the emery board, to oh the my nail gosh, file. My teeth hurt right now, just even <laughs> thinking about it. Were her teeth, like, so literally bad. filed down? Not only that, but the, she had teeth that missing, and her gums were run down. Like, her gums were icky and infected, and, like, her tongue was all scratched up, her cheeks, oh. like... She would consume it, right, too? So her esophagus was all scratched up. Oh, gosh, girl. It was bad. And I'm looking at it. I was, like, 12 when it aired, right? And I remember watching it on my TV. And I'm like, what is with this girl? And I'm, like, looking at a nail file, right? And I'm like, (laughs) I would never. (laughs) No, would never. But then you tried it a little bit, didn't you? No, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, you can, you can uh, eat your finger like a carrot. Your brain just won't let you and you try it. No, it's not like that, Nina. Okay. It's. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's very like, I would not want to die because I'm pretty sure that like she had steel insides to where she did not. (laughs) Good. Not it's some of those episodes. Oh my gosh. I know. That, I know. It's pretty wild. That is one show I would love for them to bring back. Yeah. As well as um, what's another one? I don't even think this was MTV. I think this was like VH1, but it was Behind the Music. That was another good one too. Behind like the Music. Me, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just. I'm such a whore for reality TV shows. Like, I love reality TV so much. (laughs) The only one that I eventually lost interest for was Kardashians. Yeah, I see. I stopped watching it for a really long time, and then I just binged it. And so that's what I've been doing is, like, you gotta just stop watching for, like, a year, two years, and then binge it all at once, and then it's less disgusting at least that's what I tell myself 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and like when they would release episodes a week or two after the things would happen, it felt too real. It felt felt too recent. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that just happened. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I can totally see that. And also, what were I've never seen a housewives. I've oh, never no. seen a housewives. Yeah, I'm not into the Housewives either. Uh, same. I feel like that's a rarity to say that you've never seen the Housewives um, as well as like the Bachelor, Bachelorette. I'm just not into it. To me, that's not like really a reality TV show. It's like a game show. Yes. No. Well, and not only that, but like they have an outside life that is documented and shared. So it's kind of like they have a reality show outside of the show. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of, I kind of get it. I, I've only seen one episode of The Bachelorette, and that was because it, like, blew up oh. last year, last year, the oh. year before. It totally yeah. just took off. Um, I watched one episode. <laughs> it did not take <laughs> off in my household. No, I know. I couldn't get into I just can't get into it either. It's just, like, I, I don't know. I'd rather watch The Kardashians than watch The Bachelorette, and I feel like I would cringe less. <laughs> did you ever watch the series on netflix the circle no never got into it but i heard a lot of people watched it yeah it is so good it's very cringy because you can tell social media so it has to do everything with social media so the the premise of it is that these i i don't even remember how many six or ten something they start in this complex and on the outside of the building is a literal circle where they're filming, right? Mm-hmm. But they're isolated in their apartments and they have no access to their phones or like anything like that. But the only way to contact with each other or have contact with each other because you can't see them in person is through this social media app called The Circle. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there's like challenges and there's, and you can catfish or not catfish somebody. So you can <laughs> say that you're actually you or you don't have to. Um, okay. And then the the way to do is that uh, there's a, oh, it was eight, I think. And then one through eight, you rank each other. And the top two decide each week who's getting voted off hmm. based on, you know, the rankings and what's going on and what you guys have talked about throughout the week, who's into who. Uh, and it was very cringy just because it seemed really scripted, but it's very interesting because it's very relatable at the same time. And it was interesting to see how like catfishes can convince somebody in the same building that they're somebody that they're not. Right. But like, that's that's what happens in real life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I loved it. Okay. Well, maybe I will check that one out. Um, Netflix also had the other one. Was the marriage one? Or was it Love is Blind? Love is was, Blind. Okay. I liked it. And I, I got Married at First Sight. If you haven't seen Married at First Sight, that's another great one. You like me? Okay, so I watched one episode <laughs> and I was like, I'm tapping out. No! <laughs> <laughs> Come on! It's so good! I love them! I had to tap out. I was like, this is too much and that's the one where they where they get married like right right after right oh yep where they had never met each other never seen each other don't even know each other's first name 
and they don't meet each other until they are in their dress and suit and walk down the aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's the one. They say, no, I don't want to marry you, but most of them do and give it a shot. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's the one I tapped out. I <laughs> I was, I put myself in that position and I'm like, okay, listen. <laughs> I would be the one that would break your heart and be like, you know what? I just can't. Like, what's your name? <laughs> what yeah. do you have a dog? Like, I need to know these things before I'm at the altar. Well, some of them put those that type of information in their vows. <laughs> And like the, the vows the, oh. and the preacher does give kind of an introduction, like written by the family of the other person. Like, hi, Kira, I'd like you to meet Stephen. Stephen's family says that he really loves baseball and his two dogs play with him at the park and like some weird thing <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I would do it like. I would participate in it if I knew that it would not mess with like my like like if I I knew I could get it annulled if need be right after. Yeah, like I would do just for get, giggles. I don't know if they can do annulments because I feel like it's past the time limit to get an annulment or something like. Like I think you have to get a legitimate divorce. <laughs> that is so dumb. <laughs> fiance says he goes I would never do that like I hate this show the show is so stupid the people that do this are stupid and I was like if you and I weren't together I would probably go on this show I'm not gonna lie to you oh my god Nina why not why not love is blind I would totally do the circle I would totally do you can't see anybody just meet people I'd like I get it I would not marry somebody piece of paper not be able to get it reversed. But it's just a piece of paper and you can get it diver- reversed. It's called a divorce and that's fine. You know, how oh. many people have divorces? That's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my fiance's a lucky man. <laughs> I, love, I love how you said, oh, everybody gets a divorce. It's, it's fine. fine. It's Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not like trying to get like I don't want that no 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 but if I was single and like the, that show opportunity was there I would go for it she says as she's engaged oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the best um I I don't know. That's so dumb to me. But I mean, it does make for good TV. Yeah. So obviously, sure. they have the viewing. Obviously, somebody's for interested sure. in it. Obviously. <laughs> they have a lot of seasons. I think there's like over 10 seasons or something of that show. 10 seasons? It's already been 10? Something like that. I think so. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's been how many divorces? Like, I. Why? When I was like binging and going through each season afterwards I would like look up all the couples and all the articles of where are they now and so many of them are divorced well yeah yeah <laughs> like duh <laughs> yeah 
It should be like in it. Sh- it should be in the contract that you sign when you go like, yeah, I'll be on this show. It's gonna be like, okay, get ready for the divorce. The papers will be on your way out. <laughs> you're as on long camera. As a prenup, that's fine. Nina, your your <laughs> fiance is amazing. I <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know him, but you know. Mm, my hat goes off of this before. I know and that's the thing is like I'm not even scared to like talk to you about this and like oh he's gonna listen to the podcast he's gonna be mad like no we talk about all this stuff like he puts up with a lot so it's bless him best that is amazing <laughs> that is so much fun oh my god <laughs> you know what other one okay speaking of cringy and I'm kind of thinking about doing another binge is Jersey Sure. I almost said sure. Jersey Shore. I am. So, I was so obsessed with that show. Me too. It was, it was in its last two seasons when I was like old enough to understand what was going on. And I would binge from the first season all the way to where I was. Oh my gosh. I was obsessed. <laughs> yes. I think I did. So I watched it when it like first came out and watched it religiously. Like it was every like Thursday or something. They came out with episodes and then recently, I think within the last year or two, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Jersey Shore. And rewatching it was pretty awful for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hated myself for liking that show as much as I did when it first came on. But um, I still have fond memories of it. And I still, I still love it. <laughs> no I'm kind of thinking I'm going to have the same reaction when I rewatch it now. I haven't yeah. binged the entire series yeah. in a very, very long time. But very, just, very long time. You just kind of like realize what society was then and like just what was expected of like they were 21 and 22 years old. You know what I mean? So like when yeah. you're 21, you're first able to go drinking at the clubs and stuff like that. Like what kind of person are you? It's like you're dumb. You don't know any better. And you just like want to get wasted all the whole time. But then at the same time, like everyone in like what year did that show come out? I don't know, 2007, 2008, maybe before that, like douchebags. Everyone was a douchebag, but mm-hmm. everyone was a douchebag. So it was okay. And that was just the way that you acted. And so rewatching it now, it's like, oh my gosh, I hate everything you're wearing is awful. Your makeup is terrible. And all the makeup <laughs> things that we know now, it's like, girl, what are you doing? And all the tanning is so bad for you. And you just like rethink <laughs> everything in the show. And you kind of like put the 2021 filter over it and rewatching it is like, you can find, you can just like pick everything wrong in every scene with everyone and everything that they're doing and saying. And you're like, nope, you'd be canceled. (laughs) (laughs) But the people that they are now, like that's, that's who they were in the, Tani was extreme. Um, Not going to lie though. 13 year old me was like, oh my God, how much is it to go to a tanning bed? Very bad. My but, friend thinks me to go tanning. I was like, I'm already brown. Like, I don't need to do this. But I did it anyway. <laughs> like, for what reason? Because <laughs> it was cool. It was trendy. And Snooki did it. Right. Exactly. But now, Snooki is this mom of three. She's a businesswoman. She has her own brand. She's doing the adulting thing, right? And I think... I think she's kind of cool now. I like, know. She switched to wine and she's just yeah. like doing the mom thing. I think <laughs> she's doing great. And Wow, another one, total flip 180. Oh, yeah. She's, 
she's totally a mom and she's, I mean, sticking her still best friends. Yeah. Which I love. Oh, absolutely. The thing that I was kind of um, iffy about is Angelina made an appearance back into their lives and I am not a fan. Either. Still not a fan. No. Um, no. Although I, I did think it was very, oh God, these words coming out of my mouth. I think it was very <laughs> mature of Snooki to be the olive branch. Like she reached out to Angelina and Angelina was totally excluded. And I'm sure, you know, when she was first taken out of the show they were very mean to her and so was the public and the internet and stuff like that and that's the things that's the type of thing you don't think about when it was like back then but now yeah. you kind of think about those things and all the bullying and whatever so I just thought it was like cool of Snooki to kind of reach out to her and like give her a second chance but at the end of the day Angelina still kind of sucks so <laughs> and, and yeah, and, I mean, we don't know her personally, obviously, but just the way that she, even in the new series, when they brought the show back for a couple seasons, which yeah. was still just as cringy, if not more, um, <laughs> they, like, she was, she's, like, fake, you can tell, even she if it's scripted, she tries so hard because she wants to fit into this thing that she never fit into right. to begin with. Right, and so because of that, it's like, I have a little bit of sympathy for her. But at the yeah. same time, like, girls, sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, all right? <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, no, but it is. It totally is what it is. And, like, if you don't fit in, you don't fit in. You didn't fit in to begin with, so don't try now. But at the same time, absolutely. Like, Snooki did the adult thing, you know. And I, I applaud her. And honestly, like, Angeline was better the second time around than she was in the first. So I did not like the abusive relationship she was in. And I was like, no, girl, you got to get out of that. So I was like, you still root for her where, where you can. Well, and no matter how the person is, like, they don't, nobody deserves to be oh, exactly. abused. Or I went to Girl Scout camp almost every summer of my childhood. Nice. No, I wasn't in the Girl Scouts either, so... Oh, you oh, weren't so jealous. No, I was never a Girl Scout, never went to camp. I just had to like stay home and babysit my nieces and nephews. <laughs> I mean, are you an only child? Uh, no, I have two older sisters, um, but there's definitely a little bit of an age gap. My sisters are 10 years older than I am. And so okay. we had kids pretty young, but I was five when my first nephew was born and then they kept popping oh. him out right after that. So I was changing diapers and feeding babies and that was oh. my childhood. <laughs> yeah. But I, like auntie life is the best life. Oh, it's so much fun for it's sure. It's the best. I, because honestly... we're closer in age for some of my nieces and nephews because like there have been times, you know, living together and stuff like that. Like, they're sometimes like more sibling like almost. Mm -hmm. uh, but I definitely take pride in having the Auntie Nina title and, and being an aunt. It's the best. It's so much fun. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine nieces wow. and nephews. Dang. Which, which is spread out, but that's spread out across four siblings. So I have. So I have 
two older sisters, an, an older brother, and uh, an older stepbrother. Okay. And my stepbrother has two. My brother, and they're all super older than me, same thing, about a decade yeah. older than me, all of them, or yeah. more. Right. And uh, my my brother's the oldest. He has four. Yeah, four. And then uh, my oldest sister has one. And then my youngest oldest, my youngest older sister just got, just had another one. And so nice. she has two. Aw. Yeah. Well, congrats the new addition of the family. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> and uh, they're all like, they're all the best. Like I, I adore all of them. My, um, I'm super close with all of them. So my, oh my God. Okay. So my oldest sister, her son is, oh my God, please don't tell me, is 11. Okay. So the oldest niece and nephew is 11, 11, 12-ish. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> 11, 12. I know not 10. I know not 13. I think 11. Maybe 12. Oh, my God. I don't know. She's going to kill me. Um, uh, and then after that, there's... Oh, my God. <laughs> there's... <laughs> this is so bad, but it's like eight. No. Yeah. Eight. Six. Eight six four one or wow. eight eight yeah. I think that's right. Eight six four Girl, one. The holidays right. are here. You better be prepared for this. They're all gonna be expecting Auntie Kira to have the receipts. Where's those Christmas presents? You gotta know which baby <laughs> oh, you are buying for. They're already wrapped and ready, <laughs> Nina. Like I me and my mom, me and grandma are already ready. They're all wrapped and ready to go. You already know. But like, so, and then the one that is was just born and then from my other sister and then her oldest daughter is three. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all, and believe me, the presents we did early this year because we're not dealing with all of the shipping and all of the ickiness of the holidays as far as the postal service goes so oh yeah yeah um my nieces and nephews they're way older um my oldest nephew is gonna be 26 in a couple of days i think Mm -hmm. and uh they range from 26 and then the youngest nephew he is 15 going on 16 um although Oh. I do have, I also have step-siblings. I have two step-siblings and they have kids. And I am ashamed to say that I don't even know how many kids that they have. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness. It's terrible, but they've got quite a few. So it's a little bit hard to keep up with them, I swear. <laughs> oh my, no, there's so many. When there's so there's many, it's not like, oh my God, how old are you? Like, yeah. So oh, my, oh. Older, my older sisters, they have the older nieces and nephews that I kind of grew up with. And then my step-siblings, they have all the little kid nieces and nephews now. And I think, I don't even want to guess what the youngest one is, but toddler age, toddler. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. there are a lot. There are a lot of uh, nieces and nephews. We have a pretty big family, which I think is cool. I like having a big family. No, that's awesome. You guys are all close, I'm assuming. 
For the most part, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, since I'm all the way out here in Colorado, everyone else is back in Illinois. I don't get to see everyone as much as, you know, I would love to. But, yeah, the family is definitely close. My parents, you know, go into the kids' Uh, baseball games and piano recitals and stuff like that and uh, going to even to just be with them on winter breaks and stuff like that which I think is really cute my parents do they'll just go over to the little one's house and they'll just be there for like story time before nap time and it's just really cute that they just really love being with their grandkids that's so cool that's cute aww Okay, so I want to I want to take a few steps back. So sure. we covered your storyline of radio. We talked about how you got to where you are, where you started and where you are now. Where do you want to be? What is your goal short term, long term? What do you want to be doing? Anything oh, at no, all? No, no. No, no. Do you have like any thoughts? Like what do you what are you wanting? <laughs> Uh, so I have always wanted to eventually make my way back to Chicago just because it would be cool to be back around the family. I mean, Chicago radio is pretty iconic. I grew up listening to it and that is definitely a dream that I still hold on to. But if that doesn't happen, that's okay, because I've really, really fallen in love with Denver and living in Colorado. And my life now that I've built up with my fiance and we've got a house like that was a whole new experience. Like I'm a homeowner and that's weird to say, but it's pretty (laughs) cool at the same time. Um, So, you know, I guess for now, Denver (laughs) okay, and and stay here, Um, you know, being on the beach right now with my current situation, if I can make it back into Denver radio, that'd be pretty sweet, but, uh, it's kind of a small group here. So it's a little tough. Um, so I've been, you know, thinking like, do I want to spread my wings and do I want to do other things? And so I'm still kind of figuring that out and exploring and seeing what I can do, um, and see what I want to do outside of radio potentially, but radio definitely still has my heart. It's like, it's hard. It's, definitely an addiction it's a job that yeah (laughs) it's if it's you find a job that you love you know there's so many unfortunately just people who are miserable in their day-to-day job you know what I mean and it's Mm -hmm. just I've never felt that way in radio and despite all the ups and downs and the headaches that radio can definitely give you I'm like I still love it so I still really want to do it but I am kind of opening up my mind to like, maybe I can do other things as well to be able to stay in Denver for now. I don't know if that's forever. No idea. Um, open to moving around. So is my fiance. Cause he's awesome and, and understanding, but, um, I don't know for now it's hopefully stay in Denver. Um, ultimate goal though, would be really cool to like work for B96 or kiss FM in Chicago. But, you know, dreams. Yes. Um, go ahead, follow me all over the place at the Nina Blanco. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the things. Um, yeah, at the Nina Blanco. And I don't know exactly what exciting projects I have. I just know that I have ideas for exciting projects. So maybe even follow me on Twitch as well. 